Amen. Let's start off by just giving the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. We're talking, we're talking to men. I don't know if there's a time limit, but I won't hold you long because I'm not long-winded. Amen. Um, that was a popular song back years ago by Micah Jackson uh, talking about living off the wall. And some, some of the thoughts of that song premised around that you, you just having a good time and living your life off the wall. This morning, as I speak to you men, I, I want to talk about living off, off the wall. I got a passage for you, a few verses, and, and I'll, I'll be out of your way. I'm, I'm a little different. I know that when we talk about the family, we all want to travel to the New Testament and, and that battle. But I, I want to take you somewhere just a little different. Let's go to Nehemiah. Amen. Nehemiah chapter chapter 4. If that's okay with you, doctor. Huh? <laughs> in, in verse 13, we're going to look at 13, 14, and, and 20. Nehemiah 4, uh, 13, 14, and 20. I'm reading from the King James, you all, so uh, stay with me. Therefore, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and, if I can start right there, great, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, fight for your sons. Y'all getting the picture now. Fight for your daughters, fight for your wives, hunt you got, and fight for you. Look at it, and for your houses. Drop down to verse 20. Wherever you hear the sound, or whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God, Hunt said, our God will fight for us. Living off the wall. A few years ago, I played a video game called Battlefield on PlayStation 4. And see, with, with me, after I finish on a high Sunday morning and, and I preach and I come home, and, and oftentimes, Lonzo, I, I go to my PlayStation to bring. I, people have different ways of coming down. I, I open up the PlayStation and kind of kind of calm me down. But I, I was playing this this game called Battlefield on PlayStation. For in this game, you would embark on missions to either infiltrate enemy lines or just simply to protect your possessions, your property, and your people. In the event that your fellow soldiers are losing, there would be a rallying call, a horn or a radio signal. This meant that the truth would have to stand up and fight harder or find the agreed-upon rallying point in order to prevail in victory. In the midst of online play, oftentimes your teammates would seem to disappear. Some of you play games, you know what I'm talking about. And leave you all alone to take on the enemies. The question would often ring over and over in my headphones or on the TV. Hey, Leonard, uh, where, where are you? Where, where, where are you? We are being ambushed. 
Where have you disabe- disappeared to? So I asked the question this, this morning, where are you? Where, where, where are you? Brothers, our families are under attack. And the question to our men this morning is where in the world are you? Let's first look at the family. Family uh, is one of God's four divine institutions. There are four institutions. The first one is called volition. Can y'all say volition? You have the free will to choose whatever you want in, in your life. The next one is marriage. Marriage. That means you can choose whoever you, you want to choose to marry. I'm going somewhere like that. And, and, then, and then from that marriage comes family. And then from the family, we have nations. That's how God set it up. Now, now our problem, I said our, we're men, right? Can, can I talk? Our problem is oftentimes we make that first decision of marriage out of our carnality. Or when we're unbelievers. Or when we just caught up wanting to get, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, she's hot and she's fine and she's sexy. And, and we make that decision to marry somebody that's not fit for us. But once you take that covenant, (laughs) you you go into a covenant with you, her, and God, you you can't just say, I'm done. I'm walking away. Not only do you leave the woman in that covenant. Remember, there's three in that covenant. You leave God there, too. But you made that decision to marry her. And when she starts tripping, you want to blame everything else except for blaming yourself. Well, brother, preacher, where are you going for? Me and number one, the, the first problem we have is that we make bad decisions on who we marry. You can't turn a hooch into a hole. Okay, 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 okay. I, I got to be real with you. You need to look for somebody not hoochified, but that's holified. Somebody that's tied up in the law. So we, first of all, the first problem in our family is we make bad marital decisions. But, but, but you still have a chance to, to get it right because from that marriage comes your kids, your family. Now, now you can compound that problem by acting crazy with your wife. Now you got kids to deal with. And, and boy, boy, with the kids come a hope. My kids, and I wish they weren't in there because I want to talk about it. <laughs> but, boy, I, t- I tell you, I, I talk about this at my church. I, boy, my kids are a ministry in itself. Men understand there's a ministry that you have with your wives in this battle. Then there's a ministry that you have with your kids. Separate them. So, oh, okay. Okay. M- ministry is a servitude, a, a service, uh, 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 putting yourself to where God can use you. You got it? So, so yeah, yeah. So, so you can, you can jump in past this is a conference. Amen. So, 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 so you have to be a minister to your kids. But that diff- that's a different servitude that you have with your kids than what you have with your wife. Because okay. at, at 18, the kids, hopefully, prayerfully, they're gone. Okay. Okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know I said prayerfully. Now, it just, now I'm trying to get out the way because I know, I know that the lungs. Prayerfully, they're gone. Prayerfully. Proudly. I told Jeremy, I, I said, Jeremy, you're thir- almost 13, five years, bro. Dad, you wrong for that five years. Five years, bro. And then I got two, hey, 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 hey. But, but we, we have to be a minister to them different than what we are to our, to our wives. And from that family, we have nations. 
And family consists from God's view. Watch this. Family is a husband. Uh-oh. That husband is the father, and that husband is a man. I got to stay here. For, from God's standpoint, uh, the family consists of, number one, a husband. The husband is, can y'all say man? A husband is a man. I'm saying that for a reason. Then there's a wife. The wife is the mother, and the wife is a woman. Okay. The husband is a man. The wife is a woman. Okay. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to show you from God's standpoint. This hadn't changed. Okay, since, since the moment that God united Eve and Adam together, there was a man and there was a woman. There's, there's no in-between there. Okay, there's no man and man. There's no man, there's no woman and woman. But society is saying something different. And then there's children, there's siblings. That's how God established the family. But since, since we're looking at this, let's look at the problems an atom bomb has dropped on the family since 1970. The whole Western world loosened divorce laws by 1969. Abortion was legalized in 1973. Cohabitation rates increased 24 since 1970. The, the illegitimacy uh, rate increased sevenfold. Homosexuality was legalized in 2001. Uh oh. Homosexual marriages came legal in 2015. So we wonder who our battle is against. Boy, we, we're in trouble. Now it is time for us to look at the biblical family. We know what we're facing. You, you look at your kids, boy, I tell you, I, I have to teach my boys. Not, not only do you have to worry about uh, uh, just the problems with other kids, you got to worry about the male predators against boys now. You, you, you have to teach your boys, look, when you're looking for a mate, look for a woman. In our text, and we'll be finished in our text, let's take a look at it. After the Babylonian captivity, a remnant of the Jewish people have returned to Jerusalem under the leadership of Zerubbabel and Ezra. These returned exiles had rebuilt the temple, but they were now in need of protection. The lack of fortified walls around the city left the people defenseless against enemies, weather, uh, wild animals, opposing people, and other opponents could easily enter and cause great trouble to the people. A city with broken walls had no defense system. The Jews who had returned to their homeland were both unsafe and in unsafe conditions. Why? Because they didn't have a wall. And it seemed like and it looked like they were humiliated before everybody else. They were living in a destroyed city. According to Nehemiah 2.17, Nehemiah told the Jewish leaders, you see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins, and the gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. Also, the rebuilding of the Jerusalem walls will show God's blessing upon his people again. While building the walls, I just laid you the background, while they were building the walls, the enemies were planning to come in and do some sneak attacks. Do you not know that when you build walls, the enemy is looking to do sneak attacks? Verse number 13, we're going to look at three points, and, and, and I'm definitely out of your way. Therefore, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall. Number one, can y'all say position for battle? You need to be in position, men, to battle. 
The verse said, therefore, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings and set people according to their families, wherever their families were. I put them in a point. This is what Nehemiah said. I put them to where if the enemies came and attacked, they were already in position to fight. The problem with us men is we're not in position to fight. The family's being destroyed. And I asked the question earlier, where, where is, where's the man? Uh, the enemy is just coming right into our houses, Deacon, just taking everything from us. And we're out in the streets going to football games. We're out in the streets chasing women. We shouldn't say that. Come on. Y'all don't want to say amen. We're out doing things we shouldn't do. Or there's a woman raising the kids by herself because the men have abandoned abandoned the family because he's not in his position to battle. The reason the family is struggling because we're not in our position to battle. You need to get to where you need to be. In other words, here it is. Let me give you a quick theological term. You are out of God's geographical will. Where you're supposed to be, you're not there. God wants you somewhere, but you're somewhere else. Then we wonder why we're not being blessed because we're not in the right position to battle. Then, Then in verse 13b, we want to prepare for battle. Therefore, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set people according to their families. Watch this. With swords. Y'all see this? With spears and with their bows. Now, they were prepared to battle. There's no, there's no sense in you being at the wall. There's no sense in you uh, in the position to battle if you don't have what it takes to win the battle. You need to have the, the, the weapons of warfare. And I'm aware, I'm aware of what, what's going on in Ephesians 6. We'll get there. But what I'm trying to say is you can't go to battle if you're not prepared. That's, right. That's, right. That's why I'm glad we're here in this conference. I'm trying to prepare you men. Be ready. Because yeah. the enemy is coming. and He's not, he's not going to come and announce himself. He's sneaking in. Yeah. Watch this. He'll sneak in through your wife. Hello, Eve. <laughs> he, he, he's not going to come right at you. If he know that he can't get you, you know what he's going to do? He's going to attack your, your, your wife. Then if he can't get to your wife, who's going to come through your, your kids? Like I said, I wish my kids wouldn't. But my kids, uh, uh, Lord, help us. The enemy, the enemy attacks your kids. I'm at work and I'm getting calls all the time. Oh, your son did this. Your son, I'm like, are you serious? But the enemy, the, the enemy is attacking us. And we need to have our weapons ready. Look what he said. Have your swords, have your spears, and have your bows. You, you, got, you, you have what it takes to fight. Now, you need to be prepared, and you need to have your protection. Look at verse 14. Now, look and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, they had got scared. Do not be afraid of them. Remember, uh-oh, the Lord is, watch these two words, great, and the Lord is awesome. That boy that's shouting stuff, man. The Lord is great, and the Lord is awesome. That means you ain't, it, you ain't in this by yourself. And he says, now, here's your protection. You need to fight for your brothers. Uh-oh. You got to protect your brothers. You, you need to protect your brothers. Then fight for your sons. Don't let the enemy take your sons. Don't let the enemy take your daughters. The enemy wants to tell your daughters that they need to like other women. The enemy want to tell your daughters, you can just go out. You don't need to come to church anymore. You can find you a man. Watch this. You can find you a man that don't know the Lord, and you can bring him to the Lord. No, that ain't the way it works. The enemy want to tell your daughters, all that church stuff is hocus pocus. The enemy want to tell your sons, just come on over here and play football. Don't worry about going to church on Sunday. The enemy want to tell your sons, all that stuff, your, 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 your dad is telling you that ain't true. You need to fight for your sons. 
Fight for your daughters. And watch this. Fight for your wives. Now, now, as men, oh, we'll fight for our kids. We'll fight for our sons. We'll fight for our daughters. Uh-oh, can, can I be messy? But when it comes to that woman... She on her own. Oh, see, y'all, y'all, she, she on her own on heaven, bro. I mean, I, I, I'll fight, but please. And you know how I know it's true? Because you don't even open the door for her anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you'll fight for everybody else, but that woman is some, oh, yeah, please. Please, please, please. When we, when we were young, uh, the, the men, especially the, the boys, protected their mom. Men, protect your wives. You want to win this battle, protect you. Don't let nothing come to her. You know, you are the ministry. You are, you are the one that sanctify your wife. You are the one that, that gives her the, the, the priesthood. You are the one that gives her the word. She's looking to you. And if you ain't right, she has no protect. Protect your wives. Oh, and protect your houses. Nobody just come into your house. That's my wife all the time. Watch this. Lonzo. I, I tell her, you know, uh, our kids are getting older. Huh? And if you want to bring a nanny up in here, it wouldn't, it wouldn't. Come on, see, come on, y'all. I, I mess with her. See, I'm joking with her. Yeah, you going know, to bring a nanny and make sure she's 17, 18. See, see, I'm, see, I'm messing with you. But, 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 but what you want to do is not bring something in your house that could destroy your house. That means that mean you need to monitor everything. I'm almost done. In order to win this battle, you need to monitor everything that goes on in your house. My kids have phones. Come here, let me see your phone, sir. Let me, let me see what you're looking at. Let, let, let me see what videos you're watching. Let, let, okay. Let, yeah. Let, let me look at the YouTube that you're looking at. See? But, but we are. They, they, they don't have. No, no, no. Protect your house. X-rated, R-rated movies. Put codes on them. We're in a new technology. Now, as I close this, I said you need to protect all of that. Well, why is all this important? Because, men, we've left the wall. God needs you on that wall. He needs you there. You can't just give up. Well, how do I fight? First of all, first of all, you need to stand firm. Stand firm on God's word. Then I heard Hunt said, you need to get in a battle position. Let me show you all my battle position. Watch this. Watch this. That's, that's all I know, man. When it's going crazy and I can't explain it and I can't fix it, I get on my knees and start praying. But 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 now but now if it doesn't seem like that's working, I'm about to close this thing. If it doesn't seem like that's working, I hear that rallying cry I talked about in my introduction. God, God is one that rallies us to win the battle. That's a trumpet that sounds. And when I hear that trumpet, I know I ain't in this by myself. When I hear that trumpet, I know that I'm not on this battlefield all alone because there's a rallying cry. Uh-oh, let, let me show you this. We are, we are losing the battle for homosexuality. But watch this, man. The trumpet is sounding. Yeah. It's time for us to stand up and say, homosexuals, you're not going to have my kids. We're losing the battle for, for marriages. We're losing the battle because the divorce rate is going up. But I hear that trumpet. We got to stand up and rally. And not let the devil take our families. Oh, y'all, y'all, watch this. There's another trumpet sound, and abortion is going crazy, but I hear the trumpet. Yeah, yeah. We, all, we need to get back on that wall. Let's stop this abortion stuff. It's not right. Psalmist says, look, God knew you while you were in your mother's womb. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. The trumpet is still sounding. They have, they have uh, 
legalize homosexual marriages, and we're just sitting back. Hun said this a few nights. We're just sitting back watching it happen. This trumpet is sounding men. It's time to stand up, get back on the wall, not off the wall, and make some things happen. So as I close this, watch. watch. We need to put on a whole arm of God. We need to stand. We need to be ready for the enemy because he's going to sneak in. And we need to sound a trumpet. When we see him coming to our brother, sound a trumpet and go help him. We see him trying to destroy someone else's marriage, go over there and sound that trumpet and go help him. Well, those are small trumpets, but as I, let me say, there's one more trumpet. Because as, Hunt, as, as Dr. Hunt said, not only are we just fighting the battle, the victory is already won. We just have to link into that victory. Well, how was it won? Because there's another trumpet that's going to be sounding. And that trumpet has to do with those who have given their life to the Lord. And when that last trumpet sound, the Bible says the dead in Christ, oh, I got to get out of here, shall rise first. So, so these trumpets mean something. Stand on that wall. Stand and fight for your family. Fight for your kids. Fight for your sons. Fight for you. How many people in here, how many men, how many of y'all are ready to stand up and fight? Get back on the wall. If you've been off the wall, get back on the wall and start to fight. We got the battle. And when it's going crazy, sound that trumpet because God is the one that's fighting for us. That's the message. Give the Lord some praise.